Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where? Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Gang, gang. Shout out, gang, gang. Shout are, out you re- are you ready? Street Top Radio LA, man, we are broadcasting live Baltimore, Maryland, via Los Angeles, California I'm your host, Big Homie Smiles, man You can follow me on Instagram That's Big underscore Homie Smiles with a Z, man That is my man, Been Ready On the ones and twos, Been Ready like we've been ready For the justice for Makala Bryant Been Ready like we've been ready for Camilla Vice President Camilla Harris to start out her white constituents and start acting like she part of the black program, okay? On today's show, we got a wonderful show for y'all today, man. We are continuing with mental health awareness. This is Mental Health Awareness May. We are trying to make sure that we are talking about, you know, issues that are affecting our community, especially. So on this episode, this is part two of depression, us versus them. I want to shout out to everybody listening to the audio world. Thank you, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, all of my audio streaming platforms. I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, So us versus them is self-explanatory. Us, you know what I'm saying? Us, chocolate versus them, vanilla. You know what I'm saying? The purpose of this podcast is to generate a second round of discussions on depression this show will be solely based on us versus them, okay? And how, due to society pressures, economic disparity, and high incarceration, our community can create high-functioning depression amongst our family and friends, work, and everyday life experiences. By creating a part two to this discussion, my goal is to have more people willing to talk to someone about the pressures of what they are going through and by doing so allowing them to get out of depression and start living their best life now one of the the main things that i want to reiterate constantly in this podcast is that it is nothing wrong with talking about mental health awareness it's nothing wrong with saying hey i had some issues going on i need some more focus on me or, you know, seeking someone who's not biased and impartial to your feelings and just letting it all out to them. Now, on our last show, we spoke about the clinical definition of depression, according to some doctors in the field, and we define depression as being a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way you think, 
you act. But fortunately, you know, for my people out there that may have some of these symptoms that I read off, it's treatable. Depression causes uh, feelings of sadness and or loss of interest in activities you once enjoyed. So if you love or enjoy playing basketball or you love or enjoy going to restaurants with your family and friends, and now you notice, you know, you, you, you don't really want to do those things that really gave you you know, some type of feeling of emotion, you may, you know, want to seek some help. You may be going through a little bit of something. You may be on the depressed side. It can also lead to a, a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and at home. So when you're thinking about depression, you may, you know, stop cleaning up, you know, for some people that have a, a habit of cleaning all the time. You may notice that person not cleaning up like they used to. Uh, things begin to pile up, the dishes in the sink. You know what I'm saying? You notice that they had on them same jeans and them same shirt for three weeks straight, and they known to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? That person may be going through, you know, a bout of depression. Now, on our last episode that we talked about some different type of depression symptoms, I wasn't able to go through all the symptoms, so this time I'm, I want to go over the symptoms and let y'all know uh, what to look for in yourself and in others. So some symptoms that you may um, have when you're looking at depression, feeling sad or having a depressed mood, loss of interest or pleasure in activities you once enjoyed, change in appetite or weight loss, you start losing weight. You used to be, you know, Bruce Bruce. Now you want deuce deuce. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it can, and that change and that weight loss can be unrelated to dieting. It's just due to you not wanting to eat, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much. A lot of times when you're going through these symptoms uh, and when you're going through depression and you don't know, you, you start sleeping a lot more. Your body becomes a lot more fatigued or you sleep less, you know, or you have a very hard time sleeping at all. Um, you have a loss of energy, like I mentioned, you have a, or increased fatigue. So you're feeling a lot drained, you know what I'm saying? Everything is draining. Even opening your mouth is draining, you know what I'm saying? These are, are symptoms that you need to pay attention to. Increasing purposeless or physical activity. That's the inability to sit still. Pacing, hand wrenching. For my people in the audio world that can't see me doing my hands like this, I'm not sure if y'all familiar with the, the movie Blow, but it was an episode in that movie where Curtis the snitch was like, I'm about to drop a dime on them niggas. And he was rubbing his hands together. That is what we call hand ridging, which means the clasping together or squeezing of one's hands, especially when distressed or worried. So if you see somebody constantly doing that, it's a possibility they may be going through something eternally. They may be having some symptoms of depression and spending money spending money is also a, a form of depression because a lot of times when um, people who have the financial means or may not even have the financial means but just have the means to get things and are able to purchase things they tend to do it excessively um, I know for my own self just speaking from personal experience when I was uh, selling cars and making I was making good money too, good Lord. I was making probably about eight grand a month. And, you know, I was going through some things eternally. At the time, um, my dad 
had just um, been diagnosed with uh, heart failure, liver failure, you know what I'm saying, due to his diabetes. So I think that was during the time that his health, health began, to, began to deteriorate. And for me, the what made me feel good and what made me feel, you know, not sad was always buying something. Like, I don't know what it was. It was just like thrill of having, I, because I worked like all the time. I was a workaholic when I sold cars. I worked probably like 14 hours every day. So it was just the thrill, I believe, of having boxes every other day arrive at the dealership. Like that made me feel so good. And then when I purchased the stuff, right, then I go, I get sad again. So I'm like, damn, why did I buy this? Why did I buy all these shoes? You know, I'm still sad and thinking about what's going on with me and my, on the family side, you know. So those are some things. So those are some things, too, to look at constantly purchasing things some other excuse me some other things you need to look for is slow movements or speech you know a person's movements may be slow they may be dragging or when they're talking to you it kind of sound like they may be on rittling a little bit because their their words are slow they're slowed down um or feeling worthless or guilty or thoughts of which most people know as of depression as being death or suicide you know what i'm saying so those are some symptoms that we covered um, on our last episode. Now, when, when we're looking at us versus them, I want my listeners and the viewers that are looking at me on YouTube to understand that there is a big difference in when you're looking at depression within the Black community and when you're looking at depression within the white community, right? When you're looking at mental health in the white community, there are more things put in place for their society for them to get through their mental health awareness. You have you have um, doctors that are readily available um, based on you know their, the the white people's great insurance that most of them have. In the black community, you don't really have those those um, added uh, functions to help. Uh, keep people's mental health uh, aware, mental health down. You don't have access to quality doctors, you know, or quality institutions where you can go and get the help that you need. You know what I'm saying? What you do have, though, in our communities, um, in the black communities, are accessible liquor stores. You have accessible drugs. You know what I'm saying? You have. You don't have quality education. You don't have quality um, policing in our communities. You don't have proper proper trash pickup. You don't have, um, you know, people trying to counteract the homeless. When you're going into white, um, white neighborhoods and white communities, you don't really see homeless that much. You don't really see drug addicts that much. You don't really see liquor stores that much. And you damn sure don't see trash in the streets. You know what I'm saying? All of those things are forms of that can co contribute to a person's mental health. You know what I'm saying? When you're, And also, um, another thing that I missed out was um, the restaurants and the food, the quality food. When you go into white neighborhoods, you see quality foods, you see whole foods, you see, um, what's the other one? Um, 
What's the other one? Whole Foods. What's the other one? Tap. Oh, dang. What's the other? It's a Whole Foods, and it's like a grocery store where you go get your food to. Um, Harris Teeter. That's what it's called. So you got, you see, I see endless Harris Teeters, endless Whole Foods when you're going into the white communities. You know what I'm saying? But when you're going into the black communities, for sure, I can, I'm going to see at least five McDonald's. I'm going to see at least five Popeyes, five Burger Kings, five Taco Bells. What people don't understand is the food that you put into your body also affects your mental health. And if you're not putting quality food into your body, then you're not giving your body what it needs to function and, you know, um, put out positive endorphins and not negative endorphins. Um, we also spoke on how society has become increasingly alienating, right? So due to this COVID happening, we've had a lot of time to spend inside the house, out and we're not you know, mingling with people like we used to, not mingling with people like we used to. Um, so that has created us to separate ourselves, you know, a lot more from people. And with the alienation, you know, you you have people like trying to find themselves or focus more on what it is that they want to do with their life. And that can cause depression especially when you're dealing with us, when you're dealing with black people and how, you know, we are the life of the parties, you know, we like to go out, we like to function and mingle. And now that that, you know, before was cut off, you know, a lot of us in our, in our communities have been suffering with a lot of these symptoms, a lot of depression and mental health um, issues and illnesses. Uh, we have also become increasingly um, isolating, you know what I'm saying? With social media and with the internet being, you know, the wave um, in our society, we have isolated ourselves from reality, right? You have a lot of people putting their lives and everyday normal activities on Instagram all day, every day. It's like people don't even watch TV no more. It's like they watch Instagram, right? So that in itself can, for people who are watching those on Instagram and looking at um, the internet constantly, that can create um, symptoms of depression within a person because they're now looking at somebody else's life and lifestyle and thinking like, oh, wow, my life wasn't shit. Or my life isn't shit. How am I able to, you know, maintain? I see, you know, people on the internet living good all day, every day. I see people um, living good all day, every day. You know, where what am I doing wrong? So within uh, that, that also can increase um, depression within our society. And it can also make us insane, right? You have a lot of people that, that are out here trying to do the most for, you know, their friends. They're trying to, they're trying to create, uh, a image for themselves, you know, that can make a person go crazy. Those are, those are depressive symptoms. Um, earning a buck means like, 
getting more degrees. And when you get more degrees, that means complying. And when you complying, that means ass kissing. And when you ass kissing, that means shit eating. And when you're shit eating, that means you have to be inauthentic, right? Because in this in this world, we are told that in order to function or maintain a, a suitable or comfortable lifestyle, you have to increase your education. And when you increase your education, that means that you are complying a lot more to the ways of society. You are now the sheep, you know, you can't, you don't want to divert off the course because, you know, being in, in our world and our society means just, you know, being complying with the norm. It means you don't have a say so in things. You don't have, um, you don't have the ability to say, I don't want to do this because you need to eat. In order to eat, you got to comply. Sometimes you got to kiss your boss's ass. Politic. I I don't like it. I hate it as well. But, you know, in this society, there's some things that we have to do, especially when we're looking at black people and trying to elevate in a blue-collar world. You know, we have to do a lot of complying, a lot of yes and no's, and a, you know what I'm saying, dealing with racism amongst our coworkers. You know, those things can cause depression in our in our lives, and especially with with us. You know what I'm saying? That could cause depression. It's like, dang, what am I doing? Like, why do I got to deal with Bob making? racially charged jokes, you know what I'm saying? Just so that I can, you know, move up and pay or move up in a position. I got to deal with the white people making black jokes. That's, that's not cool. That's, that's the, but that's the society that we are living in. Um, so many of us, especially young Americans, we try to rebel, um, by what, we call mental illness. So it's a lot of our young people, especially in the millennial generation and my generation that are, you know, not really trying to call it mental illness, but, you know, try to, you know, do other things like create other forms of lingo for going through something in your head mentally. But mental illness for us in in our generation just seemed like you're crazy. Like, so you got a mental illness automatically somebody think that your clock stopped ticking and you don't understand what's going on in reality. But that's not the the case. There's nothing wrong with mental illness, but if you want to call it mental awareness, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with saying it like that. This is the month of May and, you know, we are, you know, focusing on our health. Um, I think uh, ways that we can increase uh, mental stability within our us, our own culture, and our own society is definitely by the things that we look at, the things that we are viewing, the type of things that we are listening to. You know, um, myself, as I'm getting older, you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm starting to understand why people who are older than me don't really care for you know, the younger music, you know what I'm saying? This younger wave of, of rap music, because really, like when I really just like step back to listen to some of this shit and I love it, I don't understand, but it does nothing for your brain cells. It does nothing for your mental health awareness. It does nothing for your mental health awareness, you know what I'm saying? 
It does nothing for your mental health awareness. It actually makes you more depressed. This music, this generation of music now is it makes it makes our youth more depressed. It makes us it makes us more angry, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I although I love the music, you know what I'm saying? I can see how this type of music can generate depression and can generate and continue mental health issues within our community. You know what I'm saying? We have to be mindful of the things that we are listening to. And for my rappers and my artists out there, y'all have to be aware of the things that, you know, you guys are putting out there too. Because I know some of the things that you guys are rapping about are just ways that you can talk about it because those are like the the shit that y'all been through is depression, you know what I'm saying? I, I hear a lot of depression and a lot of this music, you know what I'm saying? Me focusing on the, for this past episode last week and me coming back to this episode, I'm not kidding you, honestly. Me listening to music now, I can see a lot of our artists currently underground, industry-wise, they're depressed, bro. It's a lot of artists out here, like, really, really depressed. Like, if you stop to listen to their music, honestly, it's depressing. I went to the store. I grabbed my full phone. Seen him at the door. Bow! He on the floor. My mama died. She Are you fight. fucking kidding me? I couldn't get her back. Why I gotta have a mother? You know, these are, they are really talking about their everyday situations. But the the stuff that a lot of these people been through, it, it has it has a lot to do with why they're probably making this type of music, and that music is depressing. So we need to we need to find action on how we can get these rappers to not be depressed and make depressing music, to increase the mental uh, positivity in our young people. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's crazy. Another thing that we got to watch is the things that we are saying, because I know I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm 80 when I say these things right now. But the TV is trash. Watching television is trash. It's nothing on TV that makes you feel positive about life. When you look at the news, especially when you're looking at the news related to us. It's never nothing positive going on. It's never, it's never like positivity. It's always some depression in in this part of the urban community. Five shot, six dead. In this part of the urban community, somebody robbed a store. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing. Never. It's nothing positive on t- television. In order for mental health awareness to to in, um, to be a thing that people talk about and to help others is that society has to has to has to step up with the things that they are putting out there and not just do it for a dollar because people nowadays are just creating tv shows creating reality tv shows just for entertainment not even to to have a purpose for the show like no offense to jocelyn that's my my girl i like her but her show on Zeus, that is some depressing stuff. That is the depression TV show. That show is full of depression. Why is she having a bunch of girls on her show yelling at them and calling them all type of names? I seen this one clip 
on her show, she got mad at a girl because she called. The girl Jocelyn go say, oh, you coughing at me? I know you're not coughing at me. And barked on her. Barked on her for coughing, man. That's the person. That's not type. That's not the type of stuff that we need to be seeing on TV. And as as women, we need to be seeing doing to each other. Like, come on, that those that that's those are the things that can break somebody with mental health, man. Like, what is wrong with this society? Now, when taking a look at us versus them and economic disparity, uh, that is number one. That's number one on my list of things that I feel like causes high functioning depression in our society and when i when i say high functioning depression i mean the the type of depression that is is not detectable amongst people your friends even yourself you may not even know that you may be having this type of mental breakdown because you're high functioning um so let me just give the definition of high functioning depression just so for my listeners in the audio world and those listening, looking at me on YouTube can have a better understanding what high functioning depression is and don't feel like I'm making up words. You know what I'm saying? So I always want to give definitions behind the things that I say. And because let me tell you also, I'm digressing a little bit. Excuse me. But when I was writing this, right, when I was writing this down for my show, the words high functioning depression just popped in my mind. I didn't look deep. I didn't see this word. God just spoke to me when I was writing. And when I was re reciting my show to my woman, she told me, she was like, do you know what high functioning depression is? I was like, actually, no. The words had came to me. I think God spoke to me. And so she told me to look it up. And it's an actual thing. So shout out to you, God. You the man. Because he gave me the, the insight. So let me give y'all the definition of high-functioning depression. So high-functioning depression is a real thing. It can have serious consequences if not addressed and treated. The diagnosis for high-functioning depression is officially called persistent depressive disorder or PDD. Someone struggling with PDD experienced many of the symptoms of depression, but less severely. This allows the person to be able to function mostly normally going to work or school, performing well, keeping performing well, keeping up with responsibilities at home and engaging in most activities. This type of depression can be difficult to detect in oneself. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. So let me backtrack when I say when taking 
a look at us versus them and economic disparity. That's number one on my list of things in our society that create functioning depression. So we know functioning depression is depression that allows you to function in society, in your home, do activities without, you know, feeling drowsy, feeling uh, fatigued or feeling having less interest in activities like the symptoms of depression. So PDD is similar, but, but different. So when we think of wealth, um, so our society measures wealth based on an individual's family financial network. So assets create wealth. And when we're looking at assets, we're thinking about things that can serve you to create wealth, like a house, car, purchasing land, stocks. Those are all assets that create wealth. So wealth makes it easier for people to transition between jobs, move to new neighborhoods. Wealth allows parents to pay for their children's education. Um, it enables workers to build economic sustainability um, and retirement. So when you're looking at wealth, you're looking at being able to work maybe 20, 25 years, 30 years in order to save money for retirement and, you know, you live off that. But unfortunately, you know, in our society, wealth, and not, not only our society, but in this country, wealth is unequally distributed by race. And, and particularly between white and black households, right? So black families have a fraction of wealth of white families. Even better education levels amongst us, when I say us, I mean blacks, the wealth level is still less than whites, them. A well doc and, and in our society, in our, in our country, we also have a well-documented history of mortgage and market discrimination, which means that blacks are significantly less likely to become homeowners than whites. Those things lead to depression. Why? If we're living in a, if you're living in a environment or a neighborhood or a society where the wealth isn't distributed equally, you're always trying to work to meet a quota, to work to survive. You're not working to live, you're working to survive. Whereas your white counterparts, they're surviving and living at the same time because they're able to sustain a lifestyle which is comfortable to them. When you when you transfer that to black people, black people have the you can they'll have the degree, they'll have the education, and they're still making less than their white counterparts or they're trying to purchase a home and because mortgage rates are at like 15% when the banks probably got it, the property for 6%, but they're going to charge black people 15, 16%. You know what I'm saying? When it's like that, you, you're not even working to own a house. You working to make sure the banks don't take your house and the banks are betting on you not being able to afford your mortgage every month so they can take your house. It's all a scam. It's all a scheme. Those things can lead to depression in our society, can lead to actually high-functioning depression because you have to go to a work, a job that you don't really care for, you know what I'm saying? you dealing with people you don't like, you're dealing with a boss you don't like, but the money good. You're getting paid well, but that money that you're getting, you got to think, you're kicking out 
2500 for your mortgage, you know what I'm saying, that you've been paying for 10 years. You got to kick out money. You may probably got two, three kids. You got to kick out money for the activities. You got to kick out money for the education. Now you back to like being feeling like you was in a working class where your money, where you get in with this, your six figure job is now you're not even seeing that. So that leads to depression. Um, the data is clear. Even when we, when I say we, I'm talking about us pursue higher education. Like I said, to purchase a home or secure a good job, we still lag behind in terms of wealth. So if I'm, if I'm, uh try to establish the american dream and i'm and i'm thinking all i gotta do is you know get good grades graduate from high school go to college get a degree possibly a master's degree if i want to be a top echelon a doctorate and you're telling me that not only am i going to get hired i get a good job but my good job, I'm still making less than my white count, my white coworker who has the same amount of experience and has a the degree, the bachelor's degree like me, I'm gonna be getting paid less. That's what you that's what that's what our society is teaching us, right? That creates depression. That creates that that doesn't create a healthy healthy mental um awareness for us. So my suggestion to those who are listening to my podcast is I suggest that you go against society's rules. You do what you want to do. You live your best life. You you talk to people, you know what I'm saying? You want to, if you are going through, through things, you know, you have to find people that are trustworthy um, enough for you to put, um, talk to so they can't so you know you need a good listening ear you know what i'm saying mental health just means that you need somebody that understand that can understand what you're going through inside your head you know what i'm saying we nobody can know what's going on with you if you don't talk about it if you don't speak about it now another some other things that lead to um depression in our society when you're looking at us versus them is the high incarceration rate we have a high incarceration rate in the black community, especially amongst black men. Now, when you're looking at why our men, our black men are getting locked up at a more rapid rate, you have to go back and think about what I talked to you about when we're thinking about economic disparity, when we're thinking about, um, we're thinking about uh, where you live at, what things that you're putting in your body. Um, you have to take a look at policing. You know what I'm saying? All of those things can affect a person's mental health. And when you're not thinking properly or you're not in the right environment or there's not the right positive things in your environment, that can cause people to go down the wrong route and go and get locked up. But when, then when you get locked up, you're dealing with people on the inside of those institutions that don't even really want to see a better you. They just want to see you keep coming back so they can keep getting paid. That's why we have so many rich people buying real estate and, and, and uh, making these private jails on these properties, these huge jails, because 
incarcerating our black men and our black women is a business. So if we can put things in place in a society to keep them systemically down, if we can create do things that try to make in our the government, it's the government talking. If they feel like they can create things that can um, increase, you know, mental instability, you know what I'm saying? They'll do that. So they'll increase the 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 liquor stores in our society. They'll increase the fast food places in our our neighborhoods. They'll increase drugs in our neighborhoods. They'll increase, you know, the abandoned houses. When you go into a white society, a white culture, a white community, you're not seeing a lot of abandoned buildings around, abandoned houses. When you go into a lot of these black neighborhoods, you're seeing a lot of abandoned houses and a lot of abandoned uh, apartments or row houses. A lot of that has to has to do with the you know the mortgage fraud and with these banks you know taking people houses and charging them high and selling it low you know what i'm saying so a lot of these things that are in place in our society and our in our in our culture can can increase you know us not being mentally stable in order to change that we have to be owners we have to own more real estate we have to have more people in our community, in our society, in our culture, wanting to um, be doctors, you know, wanting to be teachers. You know, we need more positive people wanting to uh, be in law enforcement, you know, because I, I was one to be against, you know, law enforcement too, but at the end of the day, we don't need a lawless society. We need a society that is maintained by order. And if we have more people, if we if we can change the dynamic of you know these these police, you know, by putting more positive people into the 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 um, police departments, then I think things can change. We need more black police, positive black police people in these white you know, police departments, you know, we have to be able to talk to each other as um, black people. We have to be able to recognize within ourselves when we're not doing well mentally. And we don't have to try to, a lot of times it's some of us out here that feel like they have to do everything. You know what I'm saying? You And they don't need nobody's help that can cause depression on somebody when, you know, you're not seeking help or you're not reaching out to someone, you know, for, you know, a listening ear. Honestly, I keep saying that a listening ear and high functioning depression, because it's a lot of people that, you know, we deal with on a day-to-day basis that are really struggling mentally with, you know, emotions that they may not talk about. They're really struggling with, you know, being able to you know, freely talk to people, you know, even with our young people, you know, we have a lot of young people that are in our society that are really going through things, you know, number one, a lot of them are not able to, you know, mingle and, 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 and be around other, other young people, other children. Then we have, you know, this society is so internet 
prone. Everything's on the internet. You know, our young people don't even talk to the humans no more. It's everything is through the phone and through the IG, you know what I'm saying? So we really have to, you know, as uh, we really have this, as a society, we really have to tap in into our people, man, especially our young people. We really have to sit and listen. I don't think enough adults and enough people that are not in this millennial generation, like really take the time to really sit and listen to young people because, you know, sometimes all this stuff that's happening, I feel like, you know, with the killings and the shootings and stuff like that are just young people acting, are, are, uh, are the after effects of the acting out because young people don't have people to really talk to or things in place that can, you know, move around the, 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 the mental stability, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I said that right, but we don't have, we don't have things in place in our society, in our black society that allows our youth to be able to deal with mental health issues in a proper manner. You know, a lot of our youth look to other things like, you know, maybe involving themselves in, in street activities, you know, or maybe they're involving themselves in groups of people, you know, who are doing criminal activities because that the, that particular group said, you know, hey, if you come be with us, you know, we'll always take care of you and, you know, love you and stuff like that. So I think a lot of um, the depression and high-functioning depression and mental health awareness has a lot to do with people not having the people not having ears to listen to. So if we focus more on um, creating jobs within our own community, with creating um, uh, banks within our own community, creating, you know, buying land and property and creating our own neighborhoods, you know, honestly, you know, I feel like we have to go back to segregation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like segregation I feel like, you know, depression and mental health awareness really increased in our society when we started desegregating. I'm just going to say that. You know what I'm saying? Because as soon as we try to sit with the white folks and we try to sit at their table, they start cutting up even more. They start doing more. They start doing a lot and increasing the wildness of the racism. I was just looking at this movie, Them. That's what that um, guy, uh, Jordan Peele, shout out to Jordan Peele, because the movie Them is definitely is definitely a reality of, of our society right now and how, you know, our white counterparts don't really want us in their society. And when we, when we desegregated and we were allowed, you know what I'm saying, to buy houses in their neighborhood, they start doing more racist stuff. They, they increase the racism, you know what I'm saying? So when, you know, you're dealing with, dealing with racism, racism also plays an effect on our mental health states and depression and all of that plays a role. So when you have, I'm digressing again, but not really. But so when you have a vice president like Kamala Harris to go on national TV and say that, you know, this country is not a racist country, but we do need to speak on the racism inside. 
that automatically triggered the depression in a lot of people. Automatically. Because you don't make statements like that in a, in, a, in a country, you know, that was founded on racism. Now, and, and now in society, though, your everyday life, you know what I'm saying? You, you may not be experiencing racism, but, you know, I had a, a conversation with uh, one of my coworkers and it made me step back and, and think like, yeah, this country is definitely racist. But is it a, you know, is it a racist country as a whole? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. You know what I'm saying? Yes and no. This country was number one founded on racism. Let's get that mental illness out the way. Because I don't know why people don't think it was. It was founded on racism. They got, they, they got they covered up the racism with desegregation, allowing black people to sit at the table with the white people. Then they put back on the racism. They covered that up with secret racism. Why? Because the, the racists started becoming police officers and started becoming lawyers and started becoming uh, judges. They started becoming your teachers. They started becoming doctors. So now you got a, a sandwich for those of you who are listening out there. I'm making a, a hand gesture of a sandwich. Now you have a sandwich of racism and non-racism. So I guess Camilla Harris was a little right in, in what she was saying, but not really. Can't be saying stuff like that, though, I think, as a politician. That made me depressed a little bit because I'm like, man, I just experienced racism the other day with a manager. So I know racism exists, but am I dealing with that on an everyday basis? Eh, not really. So is the country racist? Nah, but yeah. Nah, but yeah. That's like me saying, I used to be a thief. I used to steal, but do I steal now? No, but do people still see me as a thief? possibility you feel what i'm saying is this country racist eh. yes was this country founded on racism yes do you experience racism on a daily basis eh. not really so i'm saying that to say talk to people you see how we're talking right now, you and I? We are speaking to one another, having a conversation about mental health awareness. What I want you guys to take away from this podcast is I want you to take away being able to talk to somebody, being able to recognize symptoms of depression, understanding that depression is very different in the Black community than it is in the white community. Billy will go, soon as Susan see Billy not acting right or Billy slamming doors and saying, fuck you, mom, too much, Billy goes to see the therapist. But if Jakeisha and Daquan, Jakeisha see Daquan cutting up, it's the, the resources for her to see a therapist, very small. 
Very little. Number one, because it's the accessibility is not there. So we need to increase the accessibility of doctors, therapists in our community. We need more black therapists in our community. We need more people being black counselors. We need more people have showing empathy. Empathy is what this world lacks. Corday said it the best on his song, Color of Dreams, Dream and Color. This world lacks empathy, man. A lot of people don't care. They don't give a hootenanny about what you're going through. They don't care about your mental. They don't care about nothing. What they care about is that almighty dollar. You got to stop this, man. You know, so hopefully you guys took away something from my my podcast. Also, I have I have a um I have a hotline for you guys. I want you guys to if you guys are listening out there or looking at me, this is a depression uh crisis hotline. It's a text line, it's a crisis text line. So if you're in the United States, you can text home to Seven four one seven four one. I'm a um. We'll have it in the bio at the end of this podcast. So that's again, if you're in the United States, you can text that text home to number seven four one seven four one. If you're in the UK, the number you would text is eight five two five eight. If you're in Ireland. The number is 50808. You know, we want to make sure that people across the board and across the United States um, are getting the help and the assistance they need. Even if you guys want to reach out to, to us here at Treetop Radio LA, man, make sure you subscribe and follow, or you can uh, follow me on Instagram, big underscore homie smiles with a Z, or you can follow our business page, you know what I'm saying? Treetop Radio underscore 11. Uh, We're going to wrap up the show for today, man. This has been a, a, a great show. Make sure y'all tune in to our, our next episode, Sports for You podcast that's coming up, and uh, No Rules podcast. Make sure y'all t- tune in to my business page, man. That's Treetop Radio LA. We got cash prizes if you're an artist. If you're a business, if you're an entrepreneur and you want a platform and you need looking for a little bit more, you know, um, avenue for listeners and stuff, follow us, man. Hit us up, man. Um, also, if you want to um, uh, donate or give us some love donations, because ain't no nation like a donation. Uh, my cash app is the money sign Treetop Radio 87. So the money sign Treetop Radio 87. Uh, ben, what's your Instagram name and your cash app for my wonderful people that's listening out there? Uh, it is Ultimate Apparel. That's A L L. T-U-H-M-E-N-T Apparel with the dollar sign in the front. Uh, that's the cash app. And you can follow me on Instagram at the real being Ready. Oh. Uh, what, what, uh, Townhouse Media Now. At Townhouse Media Now. Follow all the... Yeah. At Townhouse Media Now. Make sure y'all follow all the what? 
Yeah, the Instagram at Townhouse oh, Media now. By Townhouse Media now, follow that Instagram. And y'all know I'll never go a motherfucking show without saying hello. I love you, baby, to my one and only, my true love, the love of my life, the sugar to my 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 cherries, the chocolate on my pancakes, the strawberries on my ice cream. You know what I'm saying? I love you, baby. I appreciate you being wonderful. You know what I'm saying? You know I never go a show without saying free Simba. Free to God to he free. You know what I'm saying? He'll be coming home soon. We're praying on it. We're waiting on it. Because God is great and favor ain't fair. So when he home, you know the shit going to be a celebration. And, uh, you know, shout out to everybody in my hood. Shout out to Capitol Heights, man. Shout out. Oh, I got one more thing to say. Shout out to Lundy Dior, man. Um, she passed away a couple years ago. She got a day coming up, May 15th. It's a national DC holiday. London Rest in peace. RIP, the London Dior. Make sure y'all go stream her shit. Check her shit out on, on, on Spinrella. And it's entitled Lundy. She the bomb.com. She the best spitter. She's shitting on all the rappers in the industry. Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, all that, man. And, and she not here no more. It's unfortunate. But we going to turn up on the 15th floor. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this cute fool in the background. Oh, earlier part of that podcast, that was um, PYT and T. Riches, uh, Lemons. This here right now is my boy cute fool from Lando. You know what I'm saying? Free little ma. Hey, bit ready. We out this bitch. They thought that the trap was a gift. I had to grind from a down. I'm still making it. I'm feeling sleepy. I pulled up a sick. My little niggas creeping. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.